Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And it is time for another happy hour as... Samantha and I record this. It is Friday, late in the afternoon. Yeah, it's happy hour time today. It's happy hour time today, which is, is, is that's fun. Um, <laughs> as always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. With these episodes, we just like to kind of create an oasis for you, if you will. Although this one is filled with a lot of my rage and hurt and sadness. Not really. But Samantha... What are you sipping on today? Oh, you know, I'm throwing it back to my Vino Verde because it was simply in my refrigerator after I thought I was going to have guests. And mm-hmm. when I say guests, someone who came after a week of quarantine, like I'm still pandemic living and prepared to do it on our patio. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put that out there. Um, yeah. But they didn't come, so which was fine by me, but that means I have extra wine. So I pulled that out for my afternoon happy hour time with you. Oh, thank you. You know, there are some there are some positives for a cancellation of plans. There are definitely <laughs> some actually, I'm okay with cancellation of plans. I know you are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's me, though, right? Of course, because you know never. <laughs> of course. Um, so I have a story behind what I am drinking today. So I am drinking a, a sake called Perfect Snow, and it's an unfiltered cold sake. And when me and one of my exes, who I'm going to talk about later in this episode, we were dating, we loved this sake. Like, if we saw it on a menu, we would order it. And I've been looking for it for years, and I could never find it. But today, we're recording this kind of early for when it's going to come out. So right now, it's January 14th. 2022, and believe you me, I'm going to find a way to see Scream. Believe you me, because it came out today. (laughs) I'm going to a drive-in. It's going to be really scary, actually, I think. Um, But (laughs) I 
So I was trying to stock up. Georgia shuts down if there's any hint of snow. So I was trying to stock up and I I went to the liquor store because I've been out of liquor and I was like, well, okay. And I saw, I happened to see this sake that I've been looking for for years. And I just, I just bought one and I thought it was perfect with the name, Perfect Snow. And it's got a nice, well, probably people think it's gross, but it's a, a snowy texture and color. And I'm drinking it out of the glass you gave me, The Last Yay. of Us 2 glass. Yay. Because we're talking about The Last of Us 2, yes, again. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying that to me, I think. <laughs> yeah, this is mostly me complaining and talking and Samantha being very supportive. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. So I do want to say, I know I've spoiled this before. I've talked about it a lot. But if you've somehow avoided spoilers... For the game, the 2020 game, The Last of Us 2, I am going to spoil some things. Not super major, but some things. And then I think some things I'm not necessarily going to spoil, but the implication is there and you can probably figure out what happens. So (laughs) just to say, all right, so I feel like if I don't discuss The Last of Us 2 every couple of months, then I might fade into dust or something. So (laughs) I... As I said to some of you who who checked in on me over New Year's, I was sobbing playing this game on New Year's Eve. Absolutely sobbing. At a part that wasn't that sad, actually. And it, <laughs> it did feel very appropriate. A very appropriate way to close out 2021. I'm doing the whole playthrough. I'm about halfway through right now. On my PlayStation 5, which I did get. It yes, took me some effort. Fancy. Yes. Oh, and heavy. Dang, and very heavy. heavy. Yes. Um, Okay, but this is actually, this whole thing, me wanting to talk about this again, is brought on by a friendly tipsy debate between me and a friend and coworker of ours, Tyler, at this now infamous (laughs) holiday work party that we had. Yes, because we talked about it. Yes, at the end of 2021, before Omicron, before we knew how bad it was. It happened before that, but... It was outdoor. It was outdoors, but looking back, it is a little like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. We, we regret it, but don't regret it. Yes. And as we said, and I think two episodes now, Samantha and I were triggered by this party. But I did actually have a really good time for the most part. I was just yeah. really overwhelmed by insecurities and I think not hanging out with that many people in so long. Yeah. Workspace is completely different too, just as a yeah. reminder. Because you do feel like there's a performative level, mm-hmm. especially as hosts. Like what yeah. it needs to be seen, what we need to do, and how we need to right. be seen. Also, why it took me three tries to leave the whole thing because I kept <laughs> going to the wrong places and leaving <laughs> behind things that I needed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point to make because there was definitely there was a point in the night where I was looking at three of our pretty big bosses were there, mm-hmm. and I was watching them talk to other other people that are on our level. And I had the thought I should go and talk to them because we, unfortunately, studies do show that that helps you um, get career boost. And I decided not to because I didn't want to. Also, I was a little tipsy. Then I was like, not a good idea. (laughs) One day I'm going to talk to our boss about the Bradley Cooper Christmas card I made that probably freaked him out, but not (laughs) that Did you send it to him? No, but I'm sure he's seen it. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh gosh, listeners are like, what are you talking about? Oh. Short, <laughs> let me shorten this story. So my mom, for a while, got in her head that I should marry Bradley Cooper. I know that sounds weird, but he showed up at our office once and I didn't notice him because he's friends with one of our bosses. And I told her about it and I think she had a crush on him at the time and she was living through me. But she would randomly text me at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday and be like, have you talked to Bradley Cooper yet? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a sponsor that wanted, wanted, because this was when I was hosting Sminty Solo, wanted me to print a, a holiday card. I wasn't dating anybody. I didn't have a pet. So I photoshopped an image of me and Bradley Cooper together and I got a hundred copies of it and it looks great. It looks um, pretty good. It looks fantastic. And I gave them out to a bunch of my friends and I wrote personalized messages on the back. My mom actually believed it was real for a second. I'd be like, no, mom, I would have told you. <laughs> but anyway, I've always wondered what he thought about his friend being featured on this kind of creepy holiday card. Um, I have no real opinion on Bradley Cooper, to be honest, but I did think it was funny. I thought it was funny, but he's probably weirded out by it. That was not the night to approach him, I think. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Anyway, okay. So, (laughs) it was the end of the night at this party, and I was pretty tipsy, and... My friend Tyler and I got into this debate about The Last of Us 2. And he was saying he thought Ellie's revenge story made her, quote, 
irredeemable. And oh dear, apologies, Tyler, for randomly shouting dig two graves far too loudly, far too excitedly, as if I had definitely won an argument. (laughs) 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 Because that's a reference both to the idea that revenge will end up killing you too, um, but also it's an achievement you get in the game if you beat it on Grounded. He probably doesn't know that. (laughs) He might, but it was certainly a random (laughs) thing to just shout. (laughs) Um, And then I went into a whole thing about how it's not supposed to make you feel good. This game isn't supposed to make you feel good. How it's supposed to make you feel empathy and regret and like face your violent decisions that you made and perhaps that you didn't want to make as a player, but you did. Um, But too often that these games are about senseless violence and you don't ever kind of face the music, as they say. And how I've never played a game that made me feel that way, blah, blah, blah. You've all heard it from me. A million times. I did not make my point well because tipsiness. I would just point at somebody and be like, they agree with me. Poor Tyler. Anyway, after that, one thing I kept thinking about and that I've heard a lot of men allude to when they critique this game and something we've actually talked about is how we treat women's vengeance stories versus men's. Uh, And just to be clear... I always have to reiterate this because it's okay to not like things and to have critiques as long as they aren't sexist, racist, ableist, homophobic, what have you. The type of critiques that were largely lobbed at this game, I think Tyler was very legitimate in his points. (laughs) 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 I I just want to put that out there. That's totally... He wasn't being sexist, racist, ableist, or homophobic. No, I think he was just like, it didn't didn't make me feel good. And that's totally (laughs) fair. Um, You love it for the sobbing and feeling like being in the depths of despair. Right, and he didn't like that, and that's, again, totally legitimate. And I'm going to agree with him. That's not one of my favorite emotions. Right, you're right, right, right. So I just (laughs) want to put that out there. However, I do think it's interesting how many times I've heard this argument that Ellie, who is the main character that you play in The Last of Us 2, she was sort of the... I don't want to say side character, but kind of side character of the, the first one that you're protecting. Um, that Ellie in the second one is horrible for what she does, that she should have just been more thankful to Joel, her kind of violent, angry caretaker that you play in the first one. We don't necessarily see his vengeance story after the death of his daughter in the first one, but it is implied that it occurred and that it was horribly traumatizing for his younger brother, Tommy, the person Joel claimed he did these actions for. As the player, you know that it's uh, got about 20 20 years of bodies in the wake between what happens when it starts and when you actually start playing this character, because that's how long the period is, a period of time. And they live in this, you know, harsh, cruel world, and through Joel and his actions, we can infer just how awful everything is, and, and Joel, how he responded to it. So when you meet Ellie in the first one, she's a contrast to that. She's young, she's innocent. She still will kill you, but she's much more curious and hopeful. She's 14, so, you know, it's easier to get behind violence to protect her. That, plus, you know, she is immune and Mm -hmm. the key to the vaccine that will hopefully end this zombie apocalypse in this game. (laughs) (laughs) So, at the end, when it turns out using Ellie's immunity to manufacture a vaccine would kill her, Joel, who is now attached to Ellie and views her as a surrogate daughter, does not want to go through the loss of another daughter, slaughters everyone at this Firefly, which is sort of an organization sometimes labeled a terrorist group that is trying to find a cure 
Um, he kills everybody at this Firefly outpost. And he lies to Ellie when she wakes up, telling her there was no cure, there are plenty like her, uh, that he didn't kill anybody. The ending is from her point of view, uh, where she admits her survivor's guilt, um, that she's still, quote, waiting for her turn. It's presented very ambiguously, as both Ellie and the audience are unsure of how to feel about what happened. And all of this sets in motion what happens in the sequel. So, in the second one, Ellie learns of Joel's lies and their relationship is almost completely destroyed. She is angry. He took away the choice for her, the chance for her life to, quote, matter, in her words. Joel is unrepentant. This is complicated for a lot of reasons. Ellie would have consented, but she's also underage. She would have consented to the surgery that would have killed her. But does that matter in the zombie apocalypse? (laughs) And Joel isn't her guardian, but again... Zombie apocalypse. (laughs) I think it's important to remember she's a kid in a very traumatizing world who was lied to by a man she hasn't known very long. Not to diminish their relationship, but she's a teenage girl. And I think her response is valid. How many of us have had falling outs for less than being lied to about, like, your whole thing and killing everybody that you believed in? (laughs) Anyway, and yet my brother's reaction to all of this was essentially, what a bitch, don't you know what he did for you? She didn't ask for that. It wasn't a selfless deed all for her, but it was at least in part for him. He didn't want to deal with the grief and trauma. And I'm not saying that's wrong. He did kill a lot of people. That's not great. But I'm not saying like he was wrong to want to keep that. But it wasn't selfless. And now she, Ellie, has to live with the fact that there could have been a vaccine and there isn't and can't be. It is implied. And yes, I'm not condoning violence, but several of Ellie's worst transgressions are things she learned from Joel or things that were accidents. Um, That's part of the point, I think. She rejects Joel's violent actions but ends up doing them herself in her quest for revenge. The game doesn't condone her actions either. Over and over again, the messaging is that revenge is pointless. It's a pointless cycle that only results in death playing out on personal levels and on larger social scales. It never ends. Oh, it never ends. (laughs) Um, So you play it over and over again. I know. I think I'm on my like (laughs) 10th playthrough. It's ridiculous. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. So it's just, it's just hard for me not to think that if the roles were reversed in the second one, and we were still playing Joel, the reaction wouldn't be he's irredeemable. It might be he's dark or an anti-hero. Maybe we would still be upset, but because we're so used to seeing white male rage and violence in the name of a girl or woman justified and glorified, we grant these characters like Joel more leeway, I think. I think we're much more willing to be like, wow, that was a terrible thing he just did, but I get it. And we're not so likely to do that for female characters, for women or girls. At one point, Ellie even says, if it were you or I, Joel would be halfway to Seattle already, implying Joel would have done exactly what she did. And he absolutely would have. That's what I think. He absolutely would have. And it's a a terrible cycle, one that Ellie manages to somewhat break, but not after losing pretty much everything and certainly inspiring many to want to seek revenge of their own. It reminds me of um, Kill Bill, mm-hmm. where she's like, one day you'll grow up. Uh, the assassin is saying to the young girl, mm-hmm. one day you'll grow up and you can try to get revenge on me. Right. That That's what it kind of felt like, in my opinion. I think there's so much we could talk about there. And, and we have talked about women in revenge and, and revenge movies. I just think we're so much more accepting of male violence than female violence. And I don't think, again, I don't condone violence, but that is... (laughs) It just gives me pause. Right. I think also a commentary on a lot of the female violence, and not necessarily with this one. This is a whole different game when it comes to, uh, because it was the person she's going after is another woman. Mm -hmm. But typically in other revenge things, it's because of some type of violent act acted onto a woman. Mm-hmm. and or her family that mm-hmm. perpetuates that. And that in itself is a commentary on <laughs> men in many ways. Yeah. No, I think that's a, a good point because, I mean, this is such a deeper thing we could get into, but it feels very of the still kind of women are possessions. Men have to protect right. them. And other right. men are going to hurt this possession right. of this guy to hurt him. But it's not about her at all. Right. It's just that she's a thing right. that they can hurt to get to the man. And I know we talked about that when we did our episode on survival horror, how I think so many of the mostly dudes who are mad about The Last of Us 2 for reasons like I outlined that are, I would say, not legitimate critiques. They're just mm-hmm. mad. They were willing... In the first one, you're protecting this little girl. And even though she is powerful and scary, she's still kind of the secondary character that you're protecting as the main male playable character. And they were down with that. Right. But then, 
when we're like, no, now you're going to play her. They were not down with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not the only piece of that puzzle, but I do think it is a piece because it we're just so used to justifying violence with men in the name of women that that was totally cool and people felt good about killing all those people at the end of the first one. <laughs> and I'm right. like, and are also, we not? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a conversation about what they see as hero yeah. and hero action. Yes. And of course, that in itself is a male uh, label mm-hmm. in its entirety. So again, if we really wanted to go real deep, there's mm-hmm. a reason why those kind of revenge films, John Wick films, all of those things are very much encompasses like, yes, this is manly. This is what we do right. versus when women do it. They're crazy and it's psychotic and this is unnecessarily violent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's irredeemable. How could I play someone as terrible as her? Right. Yeah. So I am very, very excited and nervous <laughs> to see what people think about the show, the HBO show that is coming this year. They just wrapped filming. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the second season, which they've already announced, which I'm assuming will be the second game, whether or not we see this conversation play out and how people are going to feel about a revenge story that is a tragedy that condemns revenge. Because that's another thing we should say, like, in the first one, I feel like the creators of the game don't think what Joel did is good. But they leave it so it's like, it's hard. It's a hard decision because you don't want Ellie to die, but also he killed all those people and destroyed the chance for a vaccine. So it's not happy. It's not a like fun, easy decision, but it's not like the game was like, yeah, Joel was right. It was very much more like, hmm, was he right? <laughs> so I'm interested to see how that plays out, especially in terms of, I was just thinking about how the last Game of Thrones season played out and how everybody thought Arya Stark could have never killed the Night King. And I'm like, "Mm, did we watch the same show? But anyway, I'm excited slash nervous. And also, just one little point I want to add in here. It's one of the most ridiculous, petty things I've had, feelings that I've had in a while. For some reason, I got, like, I felt like a spike of anger at the thought of my ex telling people that he was already in on this trade. (laughs) If it gets popular, (laughs) he is somebody who's like that. But at the same time... I hope he hears this. I hope he hears this. (laughs) He probably will. You know it's true. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I need to tell him about what happens in the second one. So it doesn't make sense. I'm like, I want to tell him everything about this game that he's missed since we broke up. But also, I don't want him to say he knew about it beforehand. (laughs) He don't call you out. Yeah. Don't don't speak out of turn, dude. She's gonna call you out. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm watching. <laughs> watching. Love it. No, this is me being very, very silly, but I do think that's funny. These as as you and I were discussing earlier, Samantha, relationships are are weird. <laughs> yes. Yes. He also gave me a last of us big magnet that's on my refrigerator. So I think of it, I think of him with that often. We'll see. There's a lot of things that we need to see how they play out. But in the meantime, cheers. Cheers, boo. Yes. Thank you for letting me talk about The Last of Us 2 again. I'm sure in three months, we'll be back discussing (laughs) it some more. (laughs) (laughs) But 
in the meantime, listeners, if you have any suggestions for things we should talk about or should be talking about, you can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Yes, and we need to have her join in this happy hour because yes. I feel like she already knows everything yes. from The Last of Us as well, just from our episode. So, Christina... <laughs> You'll be back for this one. Yes. Sorry for the spoilers. <laughs> and thanks to you listeners for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.